You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Shalom in the Lord. Welcome once again. My name is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. I have been doing a series on defining end times terms biblically. These are common biblical words or phrases that are connected to eschatology or the study of the end times. So far, I've discussed various topics from the day of the Lord, the times of the Gentiles, Daniel's 70th week, the image, the mark of the beast, and more. In this session, I'm going to tackle the Antichrist. Yes, you heard me correctly. Now, this is a major study in and of itself. There's been books and articles and videos for many, 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 many years that have been written and done, and some are good, some are not so good. We always need to be wise and be cautious when it comes to these kinds of things. And this word has been defined differently over the years by different people in different eras. There are some who say there is no future Antichrist. The Reformers and many after them have said and say that the Pope is the Antichrist. Others in Christendom have pointed their finger at various people throughout history as a potential candidate for the Antichrist. And up until this point, every single one has been wrong. We're going to define the Antichrist. He's mentioned in various passages in the Bible. Daniel 9, 27a, Daniel 11, verses 36 through 45, 1 John 2, 18, and 1 John 2, 22, 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12, Revelation 13, verses 1 through 10, Revelation 19, verses 20 and 21, Revelation 20, verse 10, and many more. We can't hit all these. We can't look at all of them, obviously. So we're going to read some of these verses and then kind of dig in a little bit to what we see. First of all, Daniel 11:36-45. Then the king will do as he pleases, and he will exalt himself and boast against every god, and will speak dreadful things against the god of the gods. And he will be successful until the indignation is finished, because that which is determined will be done. And he will show no regard for the gods of his fathers or for the desire of women, nor will he show regard for any other god, for he will boast against them all. But instead, he will honor a God of fortresses, a God of whom his fathers did not know. He will honor him with gold, silver, precious stones, and treasures. And he will take action against the strongest of fortresses with the help of a foreign God. And he will give great honor to those who acknowledge him and will make them rulers over many and will parcel out the land for a price. At the end time, the king of the south will wage war with him. And the king of the north will storm against him with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. And he will enter countries, overflow them, and pass through. He will also enter the beautiful land, that's Israel. And many countries will fall. But these will be rescued out of his hand, Edom, Moab, and the foremost of the sons of Ammon. Then he will reach out with his hands against other countries, and the land of Egypt will not escape. But he will gain control over the hidden treasures of gold and silver, and over the precious things of Egypt and Libyans and Ethiopians will follow at his heels. But rumors from the east and from the north will terrify him, 
and he will go out with great wrath to eliminate and annihilate many. And he will pitch the tents of his royal pavilion between the seas and the beautiful holy mountain. Yet he will come to his end, and none will help him. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it, that is the day of the Lord, will not come unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship. That he, this man of lawlessness, takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. 1 John 2, verse 18. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that it is the last hour. Revelation 13, 1 through 8. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten crowns, and on his heads were blasphemous names. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. That goes back to Daniel, of course. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been fatally wounded, and his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. They worshipped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who is able to wage war with him? And a mouth was given to him, speaking arrogant words and blasphemies. And authority to act for forty-two months was given to him. And he opened his mouth in blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All who live on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written since the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb, which has been slaughtered. Whew, that's a lot. And there's more. <laughs> you can read the rest on your own time. But Daniel gives insights about his character. Of course, what will happen to him and which countries will be involved in his rule, and at least to a point. This man's going to exalt himself above every god. And he will worship his own god with money. And of course, we know ultimately his god is Satan. This is the Antichrist, and he will rule. But he's going to have some problems that Daniel mentioned. Some specific areas that are given in nations, which you again can study on your own time. But this is the basis from which Paul describes him. Paul calls him the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction. And these titles reveal his character and his destiny. As Daniel said, Paul reiterates that the Antichrist is going to reject God, rebel against God, rebel against his word and his law. His character is destruction itself, which is what the phrase son of denotes in the Bible. He is son of perdition, son of destruction, son of lawlessness, whatever the case is, it means you act like your father. But it also tells us his destiny. One day, as Daniel in Revelation 19.20 state, Christ will judge the Antichrist and cast him into the lake of fire with the false prophet upon his return. In addition, John gives us more details. He first says anyone who denies Jesus is the Messiah and denies the Father and the Son is an Antichrist. That's 1 John 2, verses 22 and 23. 
This means anyone, leader or follower, at any time frame, any status, any education, any time in history, past, present, or future, who denies Jesus as the Messiah, and I would also add God in human flesh, is an Antichrist, and there are many today. But John does not say that that is the Antichrist. He says an Antichrist, that is one having the character and attitude of the ultimate Antichrist who is yet to come. That is one who is against Christ and tries to take his place, but denying the truth. Second, John says, as I mentioned, there is a specific person coming who will oppose and try to put himself in the place of Jesus. In Revelation 13, we find out more about him. And again, is also referred to in Daniel 11, 36-45. This was pictured with Antiochus Epiphanes, or Antiochus IV. John, the apostle who wrote Revelation around 95 AD, says a specific man is going to come. He's the beast. And that's a very descriptive term when you actually look at what the word is. And this probably goes back to Daniel's vision of the beasts in Daniel 7, which I mentioned. Now, in the Greek, this word beast refers to a wild animal or a wild beast. A, a brutal animal, savage, ferocious. And that describes part of his character. Though the Antichrist will be cunning, he's also going to be very brutal, like Antiochus IV or Antiochus Epiphanes was. And John says this beast will be from the sea. Well, what is that? That's a reference to the Gentile world. He won't be Jewish. He will be empowered by Satan, as allowed by God. And this Antichrist will blaspheme God. He'll be arrogant, as Daniel also mentions. Now, before I go on, I want to pause here. I want to make an application. We can talk about how evil this man will be in his arrogance and his blasphemy, but you know what? We need to search our own hearts. Are we arrogant? Now, this is, can be expressed in various ways. Would other people say that we're arrogant or prideful? Are we blasphemers? Now, we as believers often think non-Christians as blasphemers, but you know what? And the fact is, if you are not a follower of Christ, then on the authority of Christ's Word, God's Word, the Word of God, the Bible, turn from your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. There is no salvation. There's no forgiveness apart from Him. No salvation apart from personal faith in Jesus by God's grace. But even we as Christians can blaspheme God by our words, by our actions, by our attitudes, how we treat other people, and even how we treat our enemies. That's something to think about. Now back to the Antichrist. There is mention of a wound being healed. Now some say this is referring to a physical wound that the Antichrist himself will sustain and die then come back to life. And they say, well, it's a fake version of the resurrection of Jesus. It's a counterfeit. But we have to remember, Satan cannot bring the dead back to life. Only God can do that. Now this reference to a fatal wound probably refers to a nation or part of a country or an area of his empire because it says one of his heads. It does not say his own personal head. <laughs> so with that, let's go back to Paul. This beast, or man of lawlessness, son of destruction, again, 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 3 and 4, will have an image of himself set up and demand to be worshipped. He will control the government, the economic, and religious systems of that day of at least ten nations or kingdoms, but to an extent, the world for a period of time. Some will oppose him, yes. But he will be the ultimate dictator at the end of the age, and of course, he will be judged too. 
Now, there is some uncertainty as to how far his authority will go. Now, will it only be in the Middle East? Will it be worldwide? Will it center in the Middle East, specifically Jerusalem, and only be felt rippled, have the ripple effect elsewhere? We're not told. But his control will impact the world some way, somehow. And we need to understand that and recognize that. Because that is going to be who he is and what he will be and what he will do. Now again, I want to pause and say this. We can only serve one master. You know, we say this a lot. But do we live it? If we say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, do we really live like he is? This is not a small matter when it comes to our Christian walk, and I include myself in this. It's a challenge to me, too. We are to be witnesses to others, but we cannot be a witness if we're not living this out. Now, I know none of us will do this perfectly. We all have our struggles. We all have our problems. But in general, as a pattern of our life, if the claims of our lips do not match the style of our life, we have a problem. But the question arises, who is the Antichrist? Again, many guesses have been given throughout history in the church. And we must be very careful not to try to pin the tail on the Antichrist. Many have done so and have been wrong every time. We need to be alert. And while biblically thinking Christians may know who he is when this covenant is signed or re-inaugurated, or whatever the case is at the beginning of the 70 year, beginning of the seven years, many may not know who he is until he reveals his identity and demands to be worshipped halfway through that time. That's the midpoint of the seven years. So while there are still many unanswered questions at this time, I encourage you to keep studying because this man will arise. And he'll be a ravenous individual, but he'll be so suave and so cool that the world will feign after him, similar to Hitler, because he'll be empowered by Satan, just as Hitler was. Go to Zion's Hope YouTube page. There's various videos on the Antichrist that give more details. I actually have two videos entitled Antiochus and the Antichrist, parts one and two. I encourage you to check that out. I'm Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Visit our website, zionshope.org. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which I just mentioned. There are hundreds of videos on end times and more from our very gifted Bible teachers. We also have books, articles, and many other resources available on our website that are free and, of course, things you can purchase from the store, too. So until next time, be strong in the Lord until He returns. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 